Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to thank, I think Jackie, where are you at? There you are. Yeah, thank you for sharing your story with us. Um, God, God is good. Yeah, we're continuing our uh, series, Anxiousless, and I have been praying throughout this series that God would change lives. See, I believe with all my heart that um, with God, fears and worries can be calmed. I, I believe it's possible to live the abundant life, and because of that, I believe it's possible to live anxiousless, even in the midst of difficulties and problems. And I know for some, just hearing that idea that you can live anxiousless is, um, you know, kind of far-fetched. It, it seems impossible. But I would remind you that with God, all things are possible. All things. And I, you know, we've been uh, talking about um, this whole idea of anxious and uh, dealing with our fears. And I've acknowledged, I hope you've got this part of it, that anxiety is very, very complicated. Very complicated. And we're kind of approaching it holistically uh, because I understand that, that anxiety can be psychological, it can be emotional, it can be physical, it can be situational according to what's going on in our life. But, friends, I want to be really clear, it's always, always a spiritual issue. And so we're looking at anxiety holistically, but I also want to be very clear that I'm putting a heavy emphasis on the spiritual part in our lives. And so this series, it's based on a passage of Scripture. The Apostle Paul wrote it. And it, I believe if you understand the situation in which he wrote the words, it becomes even more powerful because Paul's unjustly in prison. He's there because he's been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he has now appealed to Rome to hear his case. And so Paul's in a situation where he doesn't know how long he's going to be in prison. He doesn't know if he'll be freed or if he's going to be executed and it's a situation you would expect Paul to be anxious, that he would be worrying, that there would be a lot of fear in his life. That's what you expect to find, but it's not what happens. In fact, Paul would say this. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. And in case you didn't hear what, I, and you're like, uh, do you really mean that? He says, I'll say it again, rejoice. Now, Paul was in a place where he could have been overwhelmed, anxiety could have overtaken him, fear could have been just monopolizing his mind, but he says, rejoice in the Lord always, every situation, rejoice in the Lord always, and I think, really? Rejoice when you lose a job? Re rejoice when your marriage is struggling? You know, rejoice when someone betrays you. Rejoice when you're not sure if you can pay the rent. You know, rejoice when you find yourself waking up at night and you can't sleep because you're worrying and fretting and everything's getting in your head. But Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. 
Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, here's what we're going to do. Present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. With God, all things are possible. With God, it's possible to live anxiousless. I mean, how could Paul rejoice while he's locked up in prison? I mean, how could he rejoice when he's waiting to see whether or not he's going to be executed or released? Friends, it's about perspective here. It's perspective, and that's what I want to talk about today is a perspective of praise in our life. Perspective is how you see things in your life. Two different people can look at the same situation, and you have two different perspectives, right? And the fact is, we we struggle sometimes with our perspective. You know, that word uh, perceive, in uh, Latin it means to look through, actually, How many of you remember the magic eye? Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, these were really, really popular when when I was a kid. You'd look at a a picture, and then you would try and look through it. It'd have all these colors and shapes and and everything. There's one on the screen. Do you remember these? How many of you remember those? (laughs) Okay, all right. I mean, you stare at the picture, and if you stare at it long enough... The fact is, another object appears, you know, like a, like a fish, a flower. They'll be kind of in 3D. In fact, I've lost some of you because you're staring right now. Yeah, that's like, can anyone see it? No? It, it, it's, it's difficult. You almost got a blind. It's a camel. It's a camel. And, um, you know, they, I remember as a kid that uh, my brother and I pulled our money and we uh, bought one of those magic eye books and we got it home and at first we're looking at the book and we keep looking and I, I couldn't see anything. You know? And the trick was look through the picture, look beyond the, the image. And finally it happened and that image just popped for me and then I could turn the pages and it just one after another, I could, I could get it. My brother couldn't. And I'm like, wow, it's amazing. He's like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And I go, I better not tell you. It's really incredible, though. It's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And I I remember uh, telling my brother, uh, because he was just so frustrated. I go, you know, dude, it's probably an IQ issue. And uh, I said I was reading, and there are certain subspecies that are incapable of seeing 3D. And so that's probably what's going on. And I messed with him a lot. And for weeks I messed with him. But then one, one day it happened. He got the right perspective. He could see it. And he was able to see something that he didn't see before. Friends, Paul, the Apostle Paul, he looked at his situation. And he could have said, this is awful. I'm imprisoned. It's not good. I mean, my ministry's over. He could have looked at the situation at face value. He could have written from a very different perspective in his life. You know, the BPV version, 
you know, the bad perspective version. I mean, I could imagine if some of us, we'd write it and we'd go, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me, it really stinks. My God's let me down. I feel ripped off. I'm overwhelmed with anxiety. I feel hopeless in my life. And because of that, because of what I'm going through right now, I'm checking out of ministry. I'm checking out of the church. I'm done. I mean, anybody relate to this? It's what happens sometimes. You know, your situation, it is really easy to identify with a very bad perspective in life. This is awful. And what happens is the worry, the fear, they begin to overwhelm you. And you can't see your way through. But it's about perspective. What's your perspective? Paul looks at his bad situation. Now, Paul doesn't minimize what's going on. But Paul chooses a different perspective, and he chooses a perspective of praise in his life. And he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'm going to rejoice. You know, Philippians 1, 12 and 13, he says, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. That's a little different. And as a result of it, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. You see, that perspective of praise for for Paul, Paul says, "I, I know when you look at it, it looks really bad. I thought the same thing initially. But then I realized something. I realized that my God will never leave me or forsake me. God is near. I remembered that no weapon will be formed against me, that it will not prosper. And when I looked at the situation, I remembered that God is working for the good of those who love him. And Paul began to understand and embrace those truths. And he says, when I looked at my situation with a perspective of praise, I can see what's happening. I can see something that most people can't see. I can see that I'm able to advance the gospel because of this different perspective. I mean, for a long time, I thought I was a prisoner. I thought I'd been locked up 24-7. I got a a Roman guard next to me, an influential Roman guard by my side. For a long time, that's all I could see, that I was in prison. And then things began to shift in my life because I realized they're with me through their entire shift. They got to sit and listen to me. And I'm going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. And they can't get away. They're, on, they're working. Now who's the prisoner? Perspective. It's about perspective. You can look at your situation and you can say, this is bad. This is awful. This stinks. 
or you can look at it through a perspective of praise. It's a choice you make. Now, God, now I can see that you're really near. I can see you're, you're working for good in the midst of it. I, I, I can find some good things. Paul says, I, I actually can see that what's happening is I'm able to advance the gospel because I'm in this place. Changed everything. This isn't the first time Paul's been in prison. In fact, we know he was put in prison numerous times. You know, one, one particular instance, he's with Silas. Paul and Silas, are, they're heading to, to pray one day. We don't really know where they were going, but they were heading, heading there. And along the way, a woman that was possessed with an evil spirit, she was able to see into the future because of that. She cried out. She begged to be healed. And Paul healed her. And the men that had been exploiting her, well... They realized all of a sudden that their moneymaker couldn't make money for them anymore. And so they're angry. Ends up in a riot, if you read the story. And so they, they drag Paul and Silas to the magistrate. And the magistrate orders that Paul and Silas be stripped naked and beaten with rods. And I was thinking, you know, I pray that we never hit a point in, in this country that we're ever stripped or beaten for our faith. But friends, you might be stripped of your confidence. You might be stripped of being able to see the future in your life. You might be beaten down with anxiety or doubts or fears. You may find yourself in a situation and you feel beaten because you can't see through it. Paul and Silas, they're doing everything right. They're honoring God with what they say, what they do. But they end up being beaten. They end up thrown in prison. Can, can you picture this? Think about it. You know, they're bleeding. Maybe a broken nose, probably broken ribs, more than likely. They're covered in dry blood. They're lying on a cold, dirty, probably filthy prison floor. What do they decide to do? Oh, this is bad. This isn't fair. No, they look through their situation. And they decide that they're going to praise and worship God. What? They hold a worship service in prison. Scripture says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners are listening to them. I imagine the other prisoners are going, you guys are crazy. What are you doing? But they, they worship. That's what they do. And in the midst of that, things change. Friends, worship, it's what you do when you lose your job. Worship, it's what you do when you get an awful diagnosis. You know, worship's what you do when your kids make a horrific decision in their life. 
It's what you do when the situation becomes dire. When, when you're not sure you can get through. You're not sure what, what to do. Friends, sometimes you don't feel like it. And what happens is when you don't worship, you find doubt. You get depressed. Friends, you make a decision to worship God in the midst of it. When you can't breathe. When you, when you can't see your way. When, when that anxiety, that fear that's trying to overwhelm you, to take you over. Don't look at the situation from anxiety. Friends, don't do that. Look through your situation and get a different perspective in life. Focus on on what's going right in your life. When you fixate on what's wrong, guess what? That's all you see. It's the only thing you can see. And if that's all you can see, it will define you. It will break you. It will do you in. It'll devour you. You know, some of you are in a situation that is overwhelming you, and I don't want to discount that. I mean, it may be big. Some of you may be battling on multiple fronts, and you're weary. Again, I'm not minimizing what's going on. But you got to change your focus. You got to change your focus. You got to look beyond. You got to look through your situations. And remember what is going well in your life. You know, for instance, let's just say you have a health issue, and that's kind of getting in your head. Well, remember you got a family. Remember you got a family that loves you. Remember you have a home job remember you got good friends you have faith no matter how small that faith may be if it's as big as a mustard seed you can move mountains you have a church church that loves you that wants to encourage you wants to support you that, that cares about you See, it's perspective in life. Don't fixate on what's going wrong. Don't fixate on your situation, whatever it is. Look through it. With the power of God, look through it. What you're going through, you're going through. They falsely charged Silas and Paul. They've been beaten and they've been imprisoned. Now, this isn't in Scripture. This is just, I kind of imagine what that must have been like. And I I kind of imagine Paul leaning over to Silas and going, well, this isn't good, my friend, but at least we're not dead. And Silas... Ben's we're not dead, I'm guessing we're not done. 
Friends, if you're not dead, you're not done. Different perspective, isn't it? They're praying. They're singing hymns. They're praising God. They're, they're chained up in prison. And they have not been delivered, okay? Get this. They have not been delivered. There is no miracle at this point. They're just praising God, not, not for what God had done at that point. No, they're, they're praising God before the provision. They're praising God before the miracle. They're just praising God for who he is. They're praising God for being good, being faithful. See, God's worthy of praise. Now, some of you know this story. You've heard it many times. You know, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners are listening, and it's in the middle of the worshiping, in the middle of the praising, in the middle of singing hallelujahs, God shows up. God shows up in a mighty way. We're told that the the earth shakes, the prison shakes, and the cell doors swing open, and the chains fall off. It's what God did when they're in prison because they were praising him. See, God moves in the midst of, of the praise. See, it's not, it's not strange to me that when Paul finds himself in prison again, he remembered that. He remembered the situation before. He goes, we're going to praise God. And so he writes, he writes, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And in case you don't understand it, again, I'll say it, rejoice. You know, rejoice in the difficult situations in your life. Rejoice in the midst of the difficulties that are going on. Rejoice when God delivers you. And rejoice when God doesn't. You know, rejoice because of who God is. Rejoice because of what God has done throughout your life, his faithfulness. It's a perspective of praise, and it allows you to see through what you need to see through. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. No matter what you're dealing with, whatever that thing, that thing that you're thinking about right now. You rejoice, you worship and praise. Why? Because it allows you to see through whatever it is that you're facing. You know, when when you feel anxious, when you feel fear and it overwhelms you, when you can't breathe, when you can't see a way through, you have to change your perspective. You have to. And the only way I know to do that is you begin praising God. You praise God in the midst of it. And I know some of you hearing that right now, you're going, I don't feel like praising God. I don't feel like praying. I just don't have the energy to to do that. Listen to Christian music. Let it infiltrate your heart and your mind. It'll guard you. It'll protect you. Push against those feelings, whatever they are. The, The fact is, whatever bit of strength, it may be tiny, 
but whatever strength you have, it may be so minute, you're struggling to even find it, but you take that little bit, that tiny, tiny faith, and you push against, and you praise God. It's where you start. You have to. The alternative, it's, it's, it's ugly without it. Hallelujah. Friends, every time you lift your voice in praise, that praise, that hallelujah, will become greater than your unbelief at some point. In the midst of that, you realize God God is near. That, That thing you're worrying about, that thing that's causing you stress or anxiety, whatever word you want to use, whatever it is, you look through a bad perspective in your life, it'll overwhelm you. You'll feel like you're in a prison. You'll feel like someone's shackled and chained you. And you'll feel like you just can't get through. But you look through a perspective of praise, I guarantee you, at some point, maybe not initially, but at some point, you'll see a way through. And listen very, very carefully, and I know somebody needs to hear this this morning. I am not saying, okay, please hear me. I'm not saying if you praise God that all your anxiety will go away. All right, it may, it may not. But what I'm saying is if you praise God, at some point you will see through your situation. At some point you will find hope. You will see possibilities. You will see that God has a purpose in the midst of the difficulties. It's what Paul found out. Paul Paul found hope. Paul realized that God had a purpose in that moment in his life. That God was working. He realized what was happening. He finally figured out was advancing the gospel. It wasn't just about pain and prison. There was no visible reason for him to praise God. None. But for some reason, he leans over and says, Silas, I was thinking, we're not dead. We're alive. There's still breath in us. God's still on the throne. Jesus Christ is risen. Hey, Silas, I, 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 know, I know there's no reasons visibly that we can see right now that, you know, we should feel defeated. We should be anxious. And I know God hasn't done anything yet, Silas. And who knows if he will. But Silas, I think we just got to praise God right now. Got to lift our voice. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake The foundations of the prison were shaken. Can you imagine that moment? 
And at once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains became loose. That had to be a moment. Amazing moment. Friends, I do not know what your difficulties are. And I don't know your situation. I don't have any idea. But here's what I do know. Whatever, whatever it is, however big, however small, praise, praise can change your perspective. Praise can help you see through your situation. Praise can breathe life and hope into your, your situation and into your hearts and into your minds. Praise can help you realize that God is with you, that you are going through. In fact, praise unlocks miracles in people's lives. In fact, it's been known to break chains and open cell doors. That's what praise does. Even in the midst of the difficulty, even in the midst of the problems, even in the midst of doubt, you praise God. See, praise, when you you feel God in your life, And I'd encourage you to praise when you don't feel God in your life. When you're not sure that God's there. You praise God when he delivers you. And you praise God when he doesn't deliver you. You praise God when it works out. And you praise God when it doesn't work out the way you planned. You praise God in the prosperity. And you praise God in the midst of the pain of life. You praise God. Why? Because there's power when you praise God. When you praise God. So here's the deal. Some of you have situations. Some of you are stressed. Some of you have doubts. Some of you are just weary, tired, broken. You pick out your word, whatever you want. But the fact is, I'm going to challenge you to change your perspective and to praise God and just take a stand where you're at. I'm going to pray for you is all I'm going to do. But you stand up where you're at and say, I'm going to praise God. And you may have just a little tiny bit. You're like, I don't even know if I have faith. Well, whatever you got, it can lift you to your feet and just say, I'm going to stand here. Maybe you can't sing later. But you stand and say, God, I'm going to praise you regardless. Just stand up where you're at, and I'm going to pray for you. See, it's an act, act of faith. It's how God moves. It's God in the midst of the problem. And, Lord, we, we just lift this stuff to you. And I know there's a lot of baggage. And there's a lot of pain and doubt and stress and fear. And God, whatever it is, God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just whisper, we're going through, and I want you to see through this. And God, I know there are times that life beats up so much that I don't even have strength. But God, help us to praise you in the midst of the difficulty. Praise you in the midst of the struggles. 
And God, I don't know what the situations are. It may be a health issue. It may be a vocational issue, a relational thing. Maybe it's just a tragic situation. But God, whatever, we're going to praise you. We're going to praise you this morning. God, change our perspective. Help us to see through what we're going through. Help us to find hope, to see a future. God, we give you the praise with all we say and do. And we pray all these things. And the one that can move mountains, the one that can swing open the prison doors. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said,